And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsi, oh, damn it. Welcome to this week's episode of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Brian. I'm Mike. And Jin is not hunting here. scavengers. She's playing go fishes or something like that. What is that? Gish wishes. Gish. It's gish wishes. It's gish wishes. Yes. You Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> it's where they all swear their allegiance to Castiel from Supernatural and give him things. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds I'm about sure it. that's it, right? You're not okay. completely wrong. All right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I'll just say things like randomly like girl and <laughs> what about damn coffee nuts <laughs> damn, damn coffee nuts damn coffee nuts no no <laughs> <laughs> so just to make everybody now feel Jen at home, will hate us now she'll hate us yeah Jen when you listen to this later I'd like to point out one of us was not being a dick <laughs> It was Alejandro. It was Alejandro. 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 I had to go watch that music video after last week to know what the hell was going on. And I, I, It's not a bad song. <laughs> and normally we would bring in a fourth chair, but this was kind of a last minute yes. scheduling conflict. We actually were going to record tomorrow and had to flip flop. So uh, you just get you just get the three of us. The guys are Which, taking over this week because there are not enough comic book podcast that are just three guys talking about comics. <laughs> That's true. Well, Thank it's God. what's really ironic. So we're breaking ground here. What's, what's really, Alanis Morissette, ironic is that last time was the all dick episode. And now it's, now it's... Now it is. Now it is, right. No, now it is. I'm trying to think of what Jen's empty chair could represent in the comic world. <laughs> like, uh, every good issue of Slash Maraud. <laughs> For which there are none. For which there are none. Oh, so. I could say a thing, but it's mean, and I try not to be mean and negative, and I felt like I was really negative last week, so I'm not going to... Channel your inner mic. Channel your Were you negative mic. last week? I felt really negative last week. God, is it bad that I couldn't detect that at all? <laughs> no, that's normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I sounded like you. Oh, so, so it's just the narcissism in me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, everybody sounded great that last week. <laughs> yeah, I think at one point you even gloated about how much we all sounded like. Oh, you. yeah, yeah I, did. I did. Yeah. I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Laurel. 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 <laughs> now I've got all my things out of the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You done now? Yeah. Wait, I don't know. You haven't said anything about uh, Watchmen. That's coming. Oh. So I'm saving that. Okay. I'm saving that. Yeah, because. In my long box. Promethea? Gentlemen. Oh, I haven't we, said that. We, we are safe from one thing, though. The, the finish your drink snort? Yeah, there's no snorting this episode. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound good when I do it anyway. <laughs> no. It sounds like a pig's dying throes when I do it. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Well, everybody ready to talk about comics? Let's do it. Okay. Batman, number four. Going to put it on a T this week. Going to start with an easy wow. one to talk about. an easy one to talk about. Uh, yeah, Tom King doing the Tom King thing, which is fucking with everybody. Because <laughs> he knows what he's doing, and he's great at it. Yep. And uh, last week, uh, we were kind of like going, oh, fuck, Psycho Pirate. And Psycho Pirate has fucked some stuff up here for people in Gotham. And Gotham Girl are pretty much toast. 
and uh, it's fucking great. <laughs> and I'm terrified. Like he somehow he managed to make me. What well, we should all be terrified of Superman yeah. in some way, but I'm terrified of Gotham at this point. And and the fact that Batman isn't made me realize. I'll never be Batman. <laughs> well, it also made me finally a little, made me realize. Finally, because we yes. kind of all knew that. Yes, because Batman just kind of moves his head to the side when he throws a steel beam at him. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it also made me a little terrified of Batman, though, because if Batman's not worried about Gotham, who he's still relative to say Superman or anyone else knows very little about. Yes, Batman's a little insane. I know this is news to everybody. Yes, Batman's insane. Hello, that would explain a lot. But anyway. Um, actually, no, it's funny. I was reading an interview with Christopher Priest about Deathstroke, which comes out next week. Next yeah. week? Yeah, next week. Yes. Um, and he was actually talking about how basically there are two differences between Deathstroke and Batman. Deathstroke is a bad guy and kind of a dick, and Deathstroke is probably more sane than Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Think, yeah. um, he also compared his take on Deathstroke to a little bit like... Uh, uh, House, oh. mm. so I like that. I can't wait yeah. to read it. I think Batman even acknowledges in this issue though that he's kind of he knows he's fucked up. Oh yeah, he knows. He's well, like, and I mean, no, I, I'm I, fucked up too, but you we, can't do I, this. I mean, we, we're, I don't think we'll talk about it specifically when we get to it. But Nightwing and Nightwing this week, Robin makes a couple of comments about how Batman was always like maybe even a little over the edge sometimes. Like you know, he yeah. makes comments some, about that. Uh, Dick mm. Grace. Robin? You called him Robin. Oh, did I? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like, I, there, Dean there, wasn't would, in this one? <laughs> that would, did I miss that would be That would be Real me bad. watching uh, Teen Titans and, yeah. and not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, if I was doing quote of the week, my quote of the week was in this book, though. Was yeah. it? Yeah, it's because when, I, is that spoiler? Depends um, what it is. If you're worried about spoilers. Two seconds. Um, yeah, jump for it. So Gotham throws a steel beam, and Batman like dodges it with the with the, well, you the said that already. tip of his head, right? Yeah. And, but the beam g- continues forward and strikes the Batmobile, destroying it. Oh yes. <laughs> and then they want to send information to Batman. Are like, you want me to beam that to the Batmobile? And he's like, No, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> great book, great Tom King. Yeah, you should yeah. you should not send it to the car. You should not send <laughs> it to the car. That that was it. You, no, you should should not send it to the car. Yeah. This and is a. Bl- Great. Very dark issue, but still some funny moments. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. It, and, it, but I think I mean you can you can see in this issue is the turn where yeah something's something that's not going to end well for at least one of the Gotham's right yeah, yeah. I mean it's Shop already man. happening I know that's and then what what's mean. all right so what's the dude's name that's in the Batcave now the the black Duke, guy Duke Thomas yeah, Duke, Duke Thomas, Thomas. Yeah. so and they can't get away from Thomases and Marthas in this book but <laughs> and Dicks. But so he has a pretty decent line too when he's like trying to comfort Gotham Girl and he's like, "Well, I'm terrifying too uh, right now." <laughs> yes, because <laughs> you're kind of a scary person as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, it's I'm trying to comfort basically what is now uh, almost an insane someone with the same powers that, uh, for her, I guess, Supergirl. Right. 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 I'm kind of scared too because right. I'm standing here and you can demolish me with a thought. <laughs> and I and I think this is he's having this envision. Tom King is just having the most fun. Yeah. Like, you can tell he's enjoying both of these books and fucking with people, so... And Sheriff of Babylon. I know. I've got to start it. I'm starting it. Because I saw the number 11 in yep. solicitations this week or something. And it's only a 12-issue series. So it's almost done. So... It's yeah. going to be two trades, maybe, or yeah. one big trade. Two Probably trades. Or, yeah, yeah exactly. Probably two trades and one hardcover. All right, print. all right, all right. Tom King, you've won me over, sir. Yeah, he has. He's good. Yeah. All right. Keep reading this book, because it's good. Yeah. 
Tom King's name is on the cover, Mike's going to buy it. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Gonna buy it. Done. Brian's going to buy it. We're Done. all going to buy it. Yeah, well, probably so. There's very few yeah. people that I would do that with, and he has now been added to that list. He's one, and another is Ed Brubaker. Ed, can we talk about it now? Is that the segue? That was me making a se- Thanks, guys, for calling attention to my very smooth segue. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes a segue better than focusing on it. Boom. <laughs> Done again. Mike, yeah. high five, baby. <laughs> so, uh, Ed Brubaker had a new book out this Ed week. Ed Brubaker did have a new book, and guess what? It is also fantastic. Yes. Killer Be Killed, number one, from Image. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Wanted in, in some places, um, the way that started out. I can see that. But, uh, yeah, not, well, it, in my vast reading of Brubaker's stuff, um, not like, like Brubaker, but not like Brubaker in certain ways. Well, so. this is this is the, the triumvirate. This is Brubaker, Phillips, Breitweiser. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. So it is that team that does the crime noir books. And it's still a crime book, and it still has those noir elements. They are but, definitely in there, but the feel is very different. It's very different. It's very it's dark Baker's in a note. supernatural way. Yeah. But the thing or that... Or is it? Wow. The thing that, that keeps the... Well, that, I wanted to bring that up, but yes. Yeah. Um, the thing, though, that I think gives it that commonality with the other crime noir books is this whole book is hinged upon, A, voiceover... Yes. So much of this book is voiceover. Yes. Oh, yeah. And be almost all of it. Yeah. Very yeah. clear, very readily identifiable voice. Like this oh. character has a clear voice. You know exactly who yeah. he is, exactly what he wants, exactly what makes him tick. Even the the secondary characters. Yeah. And I think what I like most about Brubaker's work is that people aren't being characters they're being people they're doing things people would do there's yes. no set piece there's no right. character who exists just to fill a plot point right. or just to move something forward in conversation like his friend in this does stuff and you're like that's brutal but, but i can easily see that happening and easily really, see yeah. that happening and we've all been where the protagonist has been i think in, in that situation so I, it's brutal that's exactly what i was going to say i mean all this we all this crazy shit happens to him first of all there is a protagonist in his book yeah a very clear yeah. there is a main yeah. character in his books yeah. Yeah. at least the ones that are second thing is even though all this crazy shit's happening to him, there is always something about that character you can very easily yeah. relate to. Like, this is a real person, and it's a shit that happens to him has happened to everybody. Yeah, I except mean, that building that fall. But yeah. Well, <laughs> I would add another thing yeah. to that, though. I'd add a third thing, or maybe a corollary to uh-huh. your second point. There is a very clear and real chance of failure that may, from the outset, be inevitable. Mm-hmm. That is another thing that mm-hmm. I think is thematically um, consistent. Uh, with, an with example, what I read yeah, of. right. Like fade out, and obviously it's been out, so I don't feel yeah. like I'm spoiling it. That did not end happy. No, you know, so no, no it did not. But it, it won. But it it, it ended kind of real. Like I yeah. could easily see that being an ending to you know. Well, I, I can't. It can't end well because no. this, this character has to. <laughs> this it can't be a spoiler because I've not read anything more than this. But my guess is that. Somebody that has tried in their life multiple times 
then that person at the end is going to be sacrificing themselves to save life. Probably. Well, here's the thing, right? Here's the and we we talked about it when we did uh, solicitation. Here's the setup for this book: is he is basically either he got he gets killed or he goes and kills bad people. Right, that was right. kind of the setup. The it's premise also of the title book. of the book: Kill, right. or, Kill be or Be Killed. killed. Exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. What a premonition. I mean, so, by definition, it can't end well. Either well, he lives and goes on, in which case he's killed all these people, and this person who's done that gets to keep living. Right. Or Kill Forever. No. He's dead at the end. I mean, and so that's, <laughs> that's kind of my point: is he's already failed. This book is already post yes. loss. Yes. 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 Um, which but I think is what makes it so fascinating. Also, it's the journey that's so good. It's the Dexter problem. This is. I will defend the Dexter finale, which I never watched. Dexter. Did you watch Dexter? I've seen a couple episodes. I know like, what you're I, talking about. At some point, about, I plan to watch. Cause I cared so little for it. Yeah. I read all about it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will defend the Dexter finale. I am probably the only person on earth who will defend the Dexter finale with as much tenacity as I will. Um, but that's the same thing. It's. This is a setup. It's exactly word for word what you said, Brian. This is someone who's either killed all these people, done these horrible things, and gets to live, or your protagonist dies. And either way, it's a bad ending. Yeah. I mean, right? Like there's, it, it is... Unless... You're rooting, you're rooting for the bad yeah. guy. That can't end well either way. It is emotionally unsatisfying either way in the end. Right. But it is. it can be narratively satisfying. And I think... I think that was maybe where people didn't connect on the Dexter finale. Well, that doesn't surprise but, me with a, especially yeah. a mass yeah. appeal thing like Dexter was. Also, I mean, it ran eight years long, yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. Brubaker will write more tightly than that. But <laughs> I also <laughs> think Brubaker will thread that needle right. much oh. more cleanly. Did anybody, <sighs> has, has everybody here watched or read Death Note? No. No. Uh, parts, I have not been, I've read so parts of it's it. It's just that in this book, there was a very Shinigami, which is the death god oh, yeah. moment. And yes. I was like, oh, it's a Shinigami. Uh-huh. <laughs> but so. who knows? I mean, at the end, this guy could be anything. He could turn into that. Well, uh, or, uh, well, you know what? You know what? There was, it was almost like, the, you know, like when you mix a drink, right? Like I say, man, you know, there's just a couple of drops of bitters in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little hint. It was like a little, little tiny touch of Moon Knight. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> well, and right? this is so we've alluded to this a couple of times. This is not something I I think it's something that you have to have to ask just based on who this character is and his history and his mental health, but that is not directly addressed in this issue. Do you guys have a sense of whether or not this this devil, this whatever is real or is a product of this guy's mind? I'm I'm open. It's it's done a good job of making me think, uh, agree with the character. So even the character doesn't even know our protagonist. But you're also getting it through his viewpoint, right? But and so I'm like, oh, because you know now Brubaker's kind of effed himself because now I read Brubaker like, what are you really up to, Ed? And then <laughs> and then so I'm reading him like, well, he's made me. I'm like, of course he's real, because I'm reading a comic book, so of course he's real, but then maybe he's not real, so I don't know. And fuck Brubaker, well, but I, he, he knows He knows you know he's Brubaker, right, though. Right, yeah. right. He knows so, what you're expecting. So he's going to play with that that expe- right, expectation. Right. So I love it. Yeah. That that am- ambiguity, I, th- I almost said ambivalence. It's not ambivalence, it's ambiguity. That ambiguity. <laughs> yeah. I love that you asked that question, because I went almost immediately to where the character finally got to, which is doesn't matter yeah 
it's real for him so right, right. it doesn't matter <laughs> right and it, it's good stuff so and if you if you've ever listened to an episode of this podcast you know that if we talk this much about a book that we liked it quite yeah. a bit yeah, and very you should probably go out especially if we all say the same kinds right of it things just about came it. out this week so yeah. go go grab this if, if you haven't if you've listened to us talk about the fade out if you've ever wanted to read Brubaker and Phillips and Brightwise or whatever, oh, I missed the first issue. You have no excuse. Go buy this right. book, right? Or, or maybe you're not. Maybe like the, you know, the last one was kind of Hollywood history, yeah. right? Maybe you're not into that kind of thing. This is modern times. It's it's very yeah. Go. It's very easily related. Go get it. Go get it. After after the first couple of episodes, we had people reach out and say, talk about dark books, talk about horror books <sighs> more. If you like that kind of thing, this has shades of that. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, I get it. Yeah. See what you did. Uh, don't know why. Don't know why. Um, cool. If you like that kind of thing, this is an excellent inroad to Brubaker and and this team. And I think it's clear if you read the some of the notes and stuff in the back, he talks about how they'd really plan to do something else next. Yeah. But like this story was just coming out of him and he was like, okay, no, you know what? He kept, I have to do this next. He kept, and this is the most Brubaker statement. Did you read the back matter? No. This oh. is the most Brubaker statement I can imagine the writer making. I kept writing down to write the other thing and this character's voice <laughs> kept coming into my head. Yes. You must write what you have to write. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the pre-baker thing, right? Like, he writes the voice. He gets the character first. And, and that's, I think, why it's so good. Oh, no doubt. That's why he writes such have good you started, stuff. Have you started reading GCPD at all? Or Gotham Central I have not. Oh, okay. I, I mean, you know what my yeah. I know. list I is like. Curious. I just know. No, no, I've no. been I've been working through it again, and yeah. Which the back matter in this? I don't. If you did happen to read the fade out, you know that in the back of each of those issues, there is a basically almost like an article. Yeah. It's almost like a an newspaper essay, article. Yeah. yeah, on just different things like you know old Hollywood murders or different kind of. Things. This one has another one of the. So this series, I'm guessing, will continue that. And again, it, it, I mean, if you like that kind of, it's fascinating yeah. stuff. This was kind of uh, cool. It's, it's good. It's good. And these, this creative team is obviously. They're used to each other and know what each other's they are capable so of. They're so tight and, together right. and produce brilliant stuff. And right. I mean, it's just, it's a solid, solid book. Yeah. We've pretty much slobbered over this yeah, one. Yeah. Now, so. All right. <laughs> so I don't know why. Well, let's slobber over another protagonist of questionable mental health Moon Knight, number five. <laughs> oh, excellent segue there, sir. That's Thank good. you. I'm glad you could call it. Point out every one of them. Every one of them now. <laughs> All right. Moon Knight. So this is the end of the first arc of Moon Knight. This sees Mark Spector get answers. With he, he got some answers. A twist that did he? I but don't think he? anyone oh, really he expected. He, he got some. I don't know if I trust anything. But. And then those answers yielded umpteen more questions. Right, right, right. Um, the answer is forty-two. Oh shit! What's the question? Yeah, it's exactly right. Right. So, what did you guys think? I think it is still brilliant insanity. Well, mm-hmm. like. What a way, to, especially knowing this is an ongoing book and not like, like, I would have hated this ending if this had been a limited series and this, you know, <laughs> he wrote this arc, this is the end, and right? And then he woke up. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. But, like, knowing this is an ongoing series and now we have just a ridiculously completely different set of questions. 
Yeah. Some of which are related to the questions we already had. And we don't have resolution to the thing we learn at the end either. No. no that is its own new question uh-huh. in this situation. I, I'm not even sure this book can end in any way that I will trust at this point. <laughs> I, like, I don't even know if it can. But isn't that kind of brilliant? Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Um, the thing I loved most about this issue was the art. Yeah, and I want to talk about that. Because the art went from Moon Knight style to this, uh, he goes, you know, he's he's running away from these dudes and he's going through these doors. Every time he goes through a door, it's a different art style. I'm thinking, is that that how it played out? He goes through this one. And I don't think it's different artists, it's just him doing it. It is. Is it? I didn't even look. So here's. Because one of them's almost like a Mobius type. I know one of them is very different. I want to. I want to I want to spend some time on the art in this okay. book because right, we've talked about the writing, we've talked about the ambiguity here. We kind of guessed that we'd get some answers and that they just ask more questions, right. and that's great. But I want to spend some time talking on art in this Go book. Go for it. So you brought up the doors. You brought oh, up it is. Moon Knight coming through these different doors, yeah. and every time he goes through a door, the art changes. There's something else that changes too. Did you guys catch that? I know. Was it his appearance? Sort of. So, you guys came into this book without having read a lot of Moon Knight, right? Yeah, none. So, one of the things historically with Moon Knight is he takes on, and this is one of those Batman-esque qualities, he takes on these other undercover personas. And over time, those have evolved into kind of Like a Matches Malone type. Like a yeah. Matches Malone, um, which would be the scenes in the streets, the Francesco Francavilla mm-hmm. yep. scenes are sort of his Matches Malone. One of them is is Stephen Grant, who's an actor. Right, who's got the chair on the movie set yep. and, and wakes up here. Yep. There's the astronaut. Yep. There, well, the astronaut the, is the... Is, well, they just call him the Knight of the Moon, but that kind of Moon Knight persona, okay. I think, is what it's supposed to be. It's basically a list of Tina Fey's boyfriends from 30 Rock. <laughs> there's, there's Jake That's Lockley, hilarious. who is a cab driver, and he'd take on this yeah. cab driver persona just to get people talking. He'd have to be an Uber driver now, though. But so Each of these sections was drawn by a different artist. Yeah. Um, who did the space part? The space part was James... Stokoe? I, I'm maybe getting that wrong. After a style of somebody, or is that his art? Um, it felt very... Did you, did you ever read Ronin? Frank Miller's Ronin? Yes. No. The art was kind of like that, but kind of like a Mobius art as well. Very almost cross-hatchery, shading. Rounded. It's like circles. Yeah. Like you construct yeah. circles. It's, it's sort of like... It reminded me a little bit of when Frank quietly gets sketchy. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that's a perfect description of it. Yeah. That yeah. earth, though. I mean. Oh, that's beautiful. It is. That is gorgeous. Well, that's. Come on. Did so. He, did he draw that or did he ah, bring that in? Man. I don't know. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so we have four different artists on this book. Right. We have Greg Smallwood, who's the has been the regular series artist to date. We have Alfredo Torres, who drew the. Um, the Stephen Grant. So that scenes, interlude the and, the, and the final. That interlude in the last couple okay. pages. And is he going to be the ongoing artist for, well, see, for the next we'll, issue? We'll I get guess there. is the nice. Francesco Francavilla <laughs> uh, drew the Jake Lockley scenes, mm-hmm. that sort of pulpy looking, yeah. high yeah. saturation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like, James, which I liked also. James Stokoe did the, the Night of the Moon, the scenes on the moon with like, the werewolf. And that's, I think, getting to the more that's sort of hilarious. mysterious. Yeah. That killed me, though. I was that like, was oh, this little space werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's going to play into the more no, sort wait, of wait. mysterious so, side of Moon Knight. I, I do have one history. question, though. If you are a werewolf on the moon, do you howl at the Earth? 
I think you just howl like constantly. Like it's it's like having diarrhea look, and hemorrhoids at the same time. You just look at the ground and go, oh, <laughs> God damn it, stop. Look right. up, look up. I can't, I'm on the moon, asshole. And for the record, Jordi Belair colored Greg Smallwood. Michael Garland colored Wilfredo Torres. Frank Avila colored himself. Stokoe colored himself. And I will say, you know what? Congratulations to all of you because every single style, it was... And you know, I, I tend to... I mean, I'm kind of picky. There's a lot of art style yeah. I don't care for. Yeah. I loved all of this. Yeah. It was good. They're, it was all fitting. So they all really. stand out. They all fit tonally. They all fit yeah. those different personas. It, that, exactly. It was and, jarring enough because you go and you're like, oh, I'm in a different world. What the fuck was that? Why am I in it? You know, and... So it was it was perfect. And it was I also think enough from the other art. I, I will also applaud the teams because mm-hmm. the colorists fit the artists yeah. very, very well. From a practical standpoint, I think it's a brilliant way to handle the fact that this is a book that comes out probably 18 times a year at this rate. Right. Um, you're going to have to fill in with artists. I think it's a very smart way, a very canny way to do that because what's going to happen is from here on out... Um, as Moon Knight's, as Mark Spector's mind continues to fracture the way it has, whenever he switches between these personas, it's going to switch art teams. Oh, awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. So the next issue is going to be uh, uh, Lafredo Torres on art. But as we get into, I know a couple of issues out, they've solicited that werewolves start showing up. So I bet that's when James Takoe comes back on. Werewolf by night. All right. I did not know they could do this, but they have just made me love this book even more. Yeah. Well, and we'll get to it. I was like, I cursed Alex earlier because it's like, you, you have me paying attention to colorists now. <laughs> what the fuck, man? It was one spe- specific ep- issue that we'll get to it later. But I was like, oh, my God, the coloring in this. I was like, damn it, Alex. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be yeah. honest. When I first got into comics, part of the reason was... Yeah, I had just gotten the first iPad that came out, and yeah. Comixology had an app on there. And at the time, they were giving away a lot of free comics, like four or five free issues a week. Yeah. And one of them was Rick Reminder, Jerome Pena, and... Uh, 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 Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Damn it, this is where I blank on the colorist, who's exactly he, the reason I started this conversation. If, if he can't do this, we have to drink, right? Frank Smith. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's when he pulls one out of his ass later, oh. <laughs> randomly. He should know this one, so I don't think that's... Yeah. Um, I don't think you can pull something... There's no mysterious object in your ass that you then pull over, okay, because if you yeah. put it there... <laughs> but we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to Jeff Steinberg later. Um... <laughs> Oh, God damn it. Um, I can't help you with this one, I can't man. even segue I'm out of this I'm looking up tell me what I'm looking look, up, look up. Look up Uncanny X-Force. Uncanny um, X-Force. Right. Rick Reminder, Jerome Pena, and Colors by... Hang on. Your Mama. Uncanny no. Uncanny um, Frank Smith. But the colors in that book were so absolutely gorgeous that I'm like, okay, why am I not reading comics? These are not really? four-color dots All right. on a page okay. anymore. Okay. Um, uh, writer's art, uh, cover art. I don't know that it has. I'm um, looking. I don't think it has colors in here. This week on Panelology, yeah. Googling. <laughs> Welcome to our new segment. <laughs> Brian and Alex race each other to Google. Because I, I, I don't know what you're looking for. So um, yeah. it's got it's got pencilers anyway. and it's got writers. But it's hang on, I'm just gonna say uncanny. Oh. And I don't know what number you're looking for. So one moon night oh. good. 
I'm trying to think of a book that only I read. I'll just start talking about it. Right There's here, not one there's other nothing. than Tank Girl. I did read Tank Girl. Mm, okay, it's issue three. I guess it, it's it's Tank Girl. Nothing I'm spectacular it about it. I right mm-hmm. well, this guy's literally my favorite colorist, and I'm I'm, I'm glad that Tank Girl is wrapping up. Dean White. Dean White. Oh wow! Whoa! That was I think amazing. somebody owes somebody a Coke at that point, right? <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Poke. Um, Dean White, of course. Dean White, of course. Dean, Dean, White. Dean White, who is the colorist? Yeah. yeah. White being and, and, the absorption and, and, of. And I, now I'm just looking at the cover. What you're talking about? No colors. Wow, that's yeah. gorgeous. The reflection mm. of all. The reflection of all yeah. colors. Thank you, guys. Um, I even mentioned Dean White earlier before we recorded when we were talking about black science. Oh yeah. Yeah, like his name came to me before the show. Fair enough. Yeah. And it was just white out. Yeah. All right. Um, any other thoughts on Moon Knight? No. This book is great. No. When this trade comes out, if you haven't been reading, buy it. Buy it. Yeah, buy if it. you have not read up to... <laughs> oh, hi. And Jen's home. Rusty. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jen's in the podcast. It's <laughs> now on the podcast. Yay. And Rusty. Sorry. Hey, no, welcome. Don't I'm Jenna. <laughs> no. I'm Jenna. <laughs> Yay! So you're, are you done with Go Fishes? No. No? Okay. You still got more? Are there people in the house coming to the house? No. Okay. All right. All right. So back to our podcast. And cut. No. You're going to leave that in, right? Oh, I'm totally leaving that in. Yeah, I'm not sweet. editing Excellent. shit. Cool. <laughs> do you ever? Oh, I'm sorry. You thought in it. I do. I do. <laughs> right. I, do. Yeah. I cut out some silence from last week. Yeah, I didn't think about it. We took out a good, like, seven minutes <laughs> yes, last week. Yes, we I, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, uh, we, we silenced ourselves a lot the, last week. <laughs> that part about the Hitler gecko. Remember, I took that out. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cut off one head. (laughs) Cut off. (laughs) Speaking of cutting off heads, Harley Quinn, number one. Oh, yes. All right. Are you leaving the room? Go. Get out of here. Spoilers. You better, because... Because holy shit, that... I got to talk about... I got to talk about this book. All the butts. You missed the butts, Jen. Oh, the fronts. Oh, the butts. The the fronts, backs, the butts, the... Everything in between. This This was rebirth. Harley Quinn, no, though, right? No, Harley Quinn number no. one. Oh. The, the Suicide Squad was Rebirth. Well, yeah. then why did Harley Quinn spend an inordinate amount of time telling everybody who the fuck she was and introducing the cast? Because it's a number one, and anyone who might be jumping on because this book happened to come out the same week as a certain movie, yes. Suicide Squad. Not by say, accident. <laughs> walked into a comic shop and picked this up, would have no goddamn clue what has happened in the last 25 issues of Harley Which Quinn. Which was true. Which was yeah. Which was because, me. Well, yeah, because I mean, this uh, thirty. When 30 if you tell people who don't know about Harley Quinn, I mean, they just know. Yeah. I mean, Harley Quinn is Joker's girlfriend, and so you expect to see Joker. You expect yeah. to see her. To, you know, she has been very separated her, from that for a while. You don't expect to see her running a carnival with her own team of Harley lookalikes. Yes. Um, and her, uh, um, not boyfriend, but let, let's say gentleman caller. <laughs> Uh, yes, Red Tool. Gr- yes, Red Tool. Red tool. You guys got the connection, right? Red Tool. Red Tool. Yeah. Deadpool. Red Tool. Oh, I just Red Tool is a Deadpool hood. parody. No, I thought it was a Red Hood red. parody. No, it's a Deadpool parody. Deadpool parody. Uh, you know what? It's probably a parody on like eight different things. And all no, it's, it's a Deadpool parody. It is, oh, yeah. it is specifically that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They wanted to write the story of what if Deadpool and Harley well, because you know the whole the whole Harley Quinn Deadpool shipping thing, right? Can we just talk about the most yeah. important thing about this book? Is the that box? is that would be the opening uh, four pages or so? <laughs> them sitting in a sauna, hot tub, and getting a stone massage or it's, whatever. Yeah, it's, and it's, Harley hitting on poison ivy. 
Jason uh, Ivey and Harley in a spa for the first four or five pages, I'm oh, guessing. Pardon. And if yeah. you like comic book characters hanging out in spas, may I recommend to you Alish Kotz run on <laughs> Secret Avengers, which was wonderful. Art by uh, Michael Walsh. Took place in a hot tub? Um, in the first issue or two, you have... Uh, uh, Spider Woman and Black Widow hanging out in a spa. Yeah. Uh, now, since we're here, I'm going to tell you this is this is where my quote form. of the week is right here. Uh-oh. So this is uh, quote of the is, week, right? No, no, no it is. It, it is. It is all within one panel. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is Harley and Panels Poison the- Ivy. They are in a spa, and you know they so they've been pampered and all this. And uh, Poison Ivy says, honestly, if the human race ceased to exist, the planet would have a fighting chance to get back on its feet eventually. And Harley goes. Then who would massage my butt? And this massage goes, I do not massage butts. And Harley says, you're lost. Mine's a fun factory. Does that mean it's stuffed it's with confetti? Hi, is, hey, that is? there's a note with Harley. There's no telling. Now, I can't tell you what happened to the rest of the book, though. <laughs> so. Did you stop right? Did you go to your room? <laughs> Might have. I'll be in my bunk. I went to the woods, looked for a bag of porn. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> if you uh, read this book and enjoyed this book, or if you've been reading Harley Quinn and enjoying it, this book is very much in line uh, with yes. what the book has been so far. This could have just been issue 31. I didn't. Whatever. I have yeah. not read Harley up to this point, but reading yeah. this one, I I yeah. very easily picked up on this is a f- continuous flow from that yeah. um, that series. Jimmy Palmiotti, yeah. Amanda Connor, Chad Harden, same team. Right. Um, Super bright colors. Yeah. Loved that. Yeah. Um, one of the things I've really liked about the run, and I'll admit their run falls into a certain group of books for me that I enjoy but don't necessarily keep up with that are funny books that are kind of on the fringe of continuity. Which, and there are a lot of books in Marvel that are this way for me. Like, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl <laughs> is this way for me. Deadpool. Uh, most, probably most of the Deadpool yeah. stuff. Deadpool's right? that yeah. way. Hellcat's that way for me. Hellcat, is that? Petty? Rocket and Groot. Pets, I'm, Rocket I'm and Groot. That way. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, if, if Michael Walsh had not been drawing it, when, right. when Scotty Young left, I probably would have jumped off it for that reason. Fair enough. Um, there are a lot of these books that are very fun. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I enjoy, but that I just don't have room to keep up. This has traditionally been one for me. It will probably... Remain one, but there is something I really like about it, which is Harley has a clear voice, yes. and that voice is not defined by her relationship to the Joker. Not even a little bit. She She's is not as crazy as I remember either. Very likable. Very crazy in a different way. Yeah, yeah. She's not she's, like insane crazy, she's like, like zany cartoon, like zany cartoon character yeah. crazy. Well, she's yes. not the background. She's not yeah. a background. Um, right. Obviously, it's her own book now. One of the things this book only, this issue only touches on that was a thing early on in the series while I was still reading in, in the last run of the series while I was still reading it is now that she's on her own, it's important to her to start practicing again, to start helping people again. So she works for free as a volunteer in a clinic providing psychiatric service. She has to spend part of her daily routine is putting makeup on all of her skin that's exposed to look like a normal person. Oh. Um, So it is getting getting back to her roots roots, like roots before she was ever Harley Quinn. When Uh, she was Harleen Quinzel. Dr. Harleen Quinzel. It's getting back to that thing that made her want to help people, made her want to fix people. This is a Harley Quinn who takes people in, who 
takes in the the yeah, like fifty people. Yeah, not to mention the animals, right? Yes, right, which don't have names yet. Uh, the, well, bird, the birds, the birds don't, don't. The birds yeah. don't have names yet. But she takes in the the <laughs> the broken people, the weird people, the outsiders around her, and the freaks, the yeah. freaks. Um, like she runs a carnival, right? That's exactly. Um, in Atlantic City, it's New Jersey. Need we say more? It, it, specifically, it's Coney Island, right? Oh, Coney Island. Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, and that's something I really like. And Coney I wanted to. Island. I wanted to mention that because I'm going to have the opposite comment when we go to Suicide Squad in a minute. Okay. Uh, Are you guys? Yes. Yep. Ready for that? You can. Um, so so, so we'll, we'll, we'll go around yourself. real quick. So you kind of just skimmed over it. I, I did. It's okay. A, it's okay. Alex, what do you think? Suicide Squad or no, Harley? Harley. Harley. Um, I, I I mean I read it thoroughly. It is exactly what I expected from the team. It is right in line with what they've written before. Um, like I said, it's something that. I I can enjoy that I did enjoy, but that is not must read for me in a way that gets it on my pull list. Exactly. It may be something I'll pick up and trade. Okay, later. so yeah, and I I would say exactly the same. Yeah. You know, if you enjoy Deadpool or you enjoy Rocket and Groot or those yeah. kind of, if those are like something that you really like reading, yeah. pick this book up and, yeah. and check it out because it, you, it is in line with those types of. If you want a successful take on Harley Quinn that is not defined by damage from the Joker. Yep, this is probably the best thing you can look at. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and I think, not having seen it but read some criticism of the movie that came out this week, that may be a concern for some people wanting a, a take on her that is not defined by that. I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll reserve yeah. comment on that because yeah. I did see it last. I'm, time, I'm okay but, with her being like that in yeah. the movie because the general population yeah. Yeah. doesn't really know exactly. who Harley Quinn yeah. is, so it's fine to do it in the beginning. Know yeah. where she came from. Yep. No, that's. I mean, that was not offered with any criticism. Right. It was just a statement of having read some. And, uh, yeah, so some yeah, agree. If you want something yeah. more, great. Just yeah, pick it up or read it. See what you think. Um, so Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad Rebirth number one. I liked certain things about this book. Mm-hmm. I thought the art was standout. I mean, it's Jim Lee. Jim Lee is a fantastic artist. Um... There were certain pieces of this book that I enjoyed. I thought a couple of the characters who were there for just comic relief were funny. Um, beyond that, it it didn't really click for me, if I'm being honest. Um, and I think there were tonal things that contributed to that. I felt like the the couching this in terms of an angry Barack Obama... Yelling at Amanda Waller was strange. That was very weird for me. Especially as easily as she kind of sold him on the premise. Right, like he was dead set against it for three yeah. pages and then, well, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that that felt unnecessary to me. Was this the one where the general was in there saying, we're we're here, there's no way. There's No, that was Batman. That wasn't Batman. Okay. That wasn't Batman. That yeah. was great. So that was great. That must, yeah. It must have been in Batman then because yeah. it was great. <laughs> um, um, I can't, I, I, the Rick Flagg, part is what I kind of liked about yeah, it. That yeah. was the interesting piece. The thing that just absolutely turned me off, though, was the portrayal of Harley in this book. I don't understand what they want her to be. I do. Well, But that's because I saw the movie last night. Okay. And this book is, I think, very much... It's even the same roster, essentially, as the movie. At least that's what they're building toward. Mm-hmm. So... 
Not by accident. I, I will make. No, I will I, make I, this I statement that, that, that. when you you could just tell you yeah. could just tell like in the first few pages. You can't. Um, okay. I'm looking forward to reading Suicide Squad when Suicide. King King writes them in Batman later this year. Oh, that will be interesting. When we get to the Batman recruits the Suicide Squad arc, I'll be down for that. And until then. I'm okay without Suicide Squad in my life, I think. For those of you who have not figured this out about the people on this podcast yet. We're sexist pigs? No. Oh. We tend to I'm like we tend to like certain writers and it really a lot of what we like I mean, sometimes it can be other things, sometimes it can be art or color, but a lot of what we like or don't like tends to swing on the writer. And there's a re- I mean there, it's their books. They, that's been me my whole life. Comic I'm a writing person, books. writer person, so I mean I pay attention you, to that. You have to have yeah. a story, you have to have characters, you have to have development, you have to have things that, and that is engage you in reading the book. I mean, an absolutely true statement. Yeah. I will say this. I read Rob Williams uh Martian Manhunter run and enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It dragged a little in the middle, but I think that may have been around the time he was told, okay, here, wrap this up quickly, and he had to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this book has a little bit of some of the same kind of issue I've seen with Batman v Superman and that I've heard maybe there with, with Suicide Squad that I expect to be there with Suicide Squad of just too many fingers in the pie. Um... I think it's because of the movie. I think it's because they want that tie in there, and I think they want this to be something people who like the movie can pick up and read. Um, and I kind of still expect to like the movie more than I liked this book. <laughs> I did. Um, okay. There are certain writers who I absolutely will follow and who I absolutely trust, and Tom King is a writer who I trust. Ed Brubaker. Ed Brubaker, Rick Reminder. <laughs> Reminder, yeah. Um, I mean, I can go on and on right. on the writers who Scott Snyder, who I will follow anywhere and read anything they write. Um,. This wasn't even that to me. This was just the characterizations didn't click for me. The story didn't really do a whole lot for me. And it's another one of those books that, I mean, like I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just, it didn't, it didn't grab me. It didn't engage me. I think there are, there are many high quality elements to Mm -hmm. it. They just don't come together in a way that, that clicks for me. I, then we agree. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, the last comment I guess I'll make is it it was again and I know we've said this uh, at least I've said it four or five times on this it was it was a rebirth issue yeah it was very much setting up pieces narrating putting things in place for what's going to come and which I'm I'm kind of like I'm over at this point Um, DC thanks do something else with your rebirth books (laughs) yeah well the good news is we're Almost through the we rebirth. Are. We are. We've got one. We've got maybe three, three weeks left, yeah. maybe. Something um, like okay. Brian, you wanted to talk about, and you were the only one at the table who oh, read it, so it? I'm going to uh, let you talk about it and rest my throat for a second. Animosity. Animosity. Um, this is a book that I picked up completely based off of uh, solic- solicitations that we did. Um, it is uh, a book about the animals in the world. And when I say animals, I mean insects. I mean everything. So, what, 15 div- billion different species. And they talk about it's something like, you know, 80 quintillion animals that exist in the world, right? And they all come awake. They all gain sentience and intelligence and can speak, and they awaken. 
And just like humans, they are across the spectrum. There are some who are like, fuck you for everything you've done to us. We're going to kill all humans. There are some that are like, you've been awesome to me as an owner and I love you. There are some that are, you know, I can't believe I hate this life. Why have you done this? You know, kept us in this state. So they're, they're, they're like, I mean, they have all different kinds of personalities and feelings and everything else. Question. Yes. Do the bees seek revenge on Nicolas Cage? We have not heard about the bees yet. Okay. So I, that I'm, I'm expecting that, you know, probably I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be like issue three or four okay. before we really. Is, it, find is this out about book that. sponsored by like the Broccoli Council? No, or? it is not at all. But uh, there is. I, I do want to talk specifically you, you know about. Not an animal, right? The broccoli right. is a plant, right? So that yeah. the, you know, the broccoli would say, write a book where all the animals come together and tell you what a horrible person you are for liking and eating animals and treating animals badly. See, yeah. like it's, it's not. A, it's not. I don't. As far as I know, it's not a vegan sponsored book. So. But I get, I get your you point. You see what I'm saying? I get your point. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but what they do, and there's one specific thing. So, like, I think I think it starts about page two or three. They do, it's a double, the double spread of the page. And they do, I want to say, uh, 12 panels. So, like, three on each, you know, nine right. on each page. So, nine right, panels right. spread on each. Right, right. But it goes across. And so, it's it's one page. And then you flip the page. And it's the exact same nine scenes. With the animals like doing something a little bit, and then you flip the page again, and that's when they're fully awake and they react and do something. And it's super, super impressive to see that change in each of those 12, or I guess, uh, not, yeah, 18 scenes. Hmm. Like, that was a brilliant design move in putting this in the book. Who is the creative team on this book? Uh, we are going to look. It is uh, Marguerite Bennett. Okay, cool. Yes, yep. which is one of the other things yep. that uh, that drew me to. And Raphael de la Tour is is the artist. So cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty. The colors are great. Like I I enjoyed everything about this book, and it was the premise that drew me in. And Marguerite Bennett a little bit because yeah. I like Marguerite Bennett. But I'm really looking forward to where they take it. And so, it's called animal. It's called animosity. See, what a pun. How how do you not take that pun? Oh, it's beautiful. Animosity. Animosity. I know. So, um... Oh, no, no, no. Like, I would say probably 80% of the animals are pissed and are trying to kill us. Well, that's what I was going to say. The the headline of this is, the animals are alive, and boy, are they pissed. So the animals are animated with animus? No. So now the sentient well, yes, animals. That's what well, okay, well, okay, fair enough. Yes. So yes. those are literally the, the synonyms of all the words you used. Okay, fair enough. The animals that eat other animals are now what murderers? Some of them, yes. So that's and some be- of them are regretful about what they do, and some of them are like, nope, fuck it, I'm still. There's like a rat that's like eating her kids, yes, right? Because you know rats, right. do that, right? And like <laughs> they wake up, and the kids are like, run. And she's like, oh, well, fucking. Mm, and just starts eating her kids. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm going to let you eat and, there, and then there's a polar bear who's chomping on a seal, and he wakes up, and he's like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> so now we have, like, super depressed polar bears. Some, some bipolar bears? Bipolar. bipolar. bipolar bear. so it wasn't that a tick villain? Mm. Uh, bipolar that, bear? That might be, that might, that might be the pandas, in all honesty, though. Right. although they're kind of gone now. So... I'm almost positive that's a tick film. I, yeah. I think that is. I think it was like a sight gag. But uh, I know. So this is definitely a try it and see if it fits for you because I very much enjoyed it. Awesome. Yes. 
All right, last new book, and then we're going to introduce a new segment. Uh, this is something Mike and I read. I'm very excited about this book. This is right up um, my alley. This is a book that, that I brought up a couple of months back when yep. we were talking solicitations. It is... Uh, I, I didn't read it because I forgot to pick it up. It's so funny. Joshua Helfielkov and Tony Fleeks for Oni Press. Jeff Steinberg, Champion of Earth, number one. So, so funny. It's so stupid, and yet so funny at the same time. I read this book, and I laughed through this book out loud. Oh, many times. Many times. Constantly. And I closed it when it was over, and I thought, I'm a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at any of this. This is so dumb and juvenile. Oh, but it's great. But it's great, and I love it. Uh, yeah, I remember you bringing it up during solicitations talk, right? Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. so it was, you know, I buy most of my stuff on Comixology, and so I was, like, texting Alex. I was like, all right, yes or no on this book that I'm about to plop down four bucks for. And my response was, it was dumb, but I laughed through the whole thing. And I was like, oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> it's like going to see a movie that was awful, but you it entertained you the yeah. entire time. It's not right? even that, though. It's... Really good. Like, if I were yeah. to compare it to a movie, it's like the 40 year old virgin. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's dumb, but it's so well constructed and so earnest. You get all the characters. Yeah. Um, the aliens are hilarious in this thing. They actually remind me a lot of the Justice League Elrond and when he would monologue or, and stuff to, like that. So, 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 so it's kind the of the, it's something I shouldn't like, but I do anyway kind, kind of, of thing. Yeah. Like I, a, but you like it a lot. Right, yeah. Like, and this is a double issue. I would qualify. Yeah. This is a double it's issue. It's an oversized issue. It's fantastic. Um, like, I cannot wait to get I'll, to, I'll, to the I'll, next mean, I'll, I'll get it. To I paraphrase just, a yeah. line from the book, the Earth is being invaded by dipshits. <laughs> by dipshits. And the book's main character is a dipshit. And really, you know, that's probably why he gets pulled into the thing, because they see those qualities in him. That is <laughs> He passes their test. He passes the test, because he's concentrating real life. I- Idiocracy is going to... The aliens' technology is... Uh, they're like, we have these super unhackable computers, so don't even try it. Don't even try to hack us. And they're like, on the screen, it says Windows, Windows in me. Yeah, Windows in me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to die. Um, <laughs> they they don't try you can't even The single worst version of Windows ever created. Yes. Right, it's... They, Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and it's really funny. They name drop what just seems to them to be the apex of human I, cinema. I have to get this book. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You have, I to, have get this to book. get this book. Which, I don't know, should I say what movie they, they, they mentioned as yeah, being wonderful? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Lantern. Yes. <laughs> they adore the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> they love it. There's a cool, and then, well, it's got its elitist moments because the two couch potato people are yeah. arguing what's better the American president or Dave both of which were written by uh, Sorkin right? Did Sorkin write Dave? Yes Yeah I think he did Look it up Mac Man Look it up Mac Man I'm pretty right. sure he did I'm pretty sure you're right So God no there's no way he did There's no way he did I'm pretty sure he did not There's a there's a what's the connection between those two movies then? I think one's smart and one's dumb. No, Gary it? Ross wrote it. Gary Ross wrote, wrote Dave? Wrote Dave. Hmm. There's a connection. I'll remember what it is here okay. in a little while. Oh, well. Anyway, go for it. You can tweet. Follow M.A. Haynes yep. if you want the reveal later. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and if you're mad about anything, just just tell Mike about it. Tweet at him. If you're mad, it doesn't matter if he caused it. Everybody just tweet does. your anger at him. He <laughs> feeds off of it. I do, actually. Mike is our resident Red Lantern. I, 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 I went up Rage! three levels this week with the hate that I received. It was fantastic. Yeah. 
I may or may not be doing that on purpose. <laughs> no, we all know which one it is. <laughs> Love me, hate me, I don't care, just give me attention. <laughs> Have you thought about, about going right. into politics? <laughs> I'm surrounded by politics every day I go every, to work. Yeah, you are. Yes, so, you are. Uh, no. Many blood-sucking creatures. A lot of. All right. But, uh, yeah, Jeff Steinberg, uh, I said nice things a couple of weeks ago about The Life After, which is also Josh Fielkov. I was going to ask who this guy is and what Uh, else has he done, because now it's time. Yeah. Oh, well, they advertise that in the book. I should have done that. All right. Uh, The Bunker, which I've read a little of, not as much as I'd like. I've got the first trade. I haven't finished it. It's solid. It's much more serious than either of those books. Yeah. Um, He did a short run on Ultimate FF, um, which... Included Galactopus at one point as a villain, so you know I'm down. <laughs> Galactopus. Galactopus. I love that. Yep. Uh, the, yeah. The universe is my litter box. Doctor Doom. Duck. Duck. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Yeah. Not to be confused with Detective. That's a totally different thing. So this book. This book. I really enjoyed it. I, I can't believe you didn't read this, Brian. I can't believe I like didn't read You're going to kick yourself for not reading it. I am, it. and I went to look for it today and couldn't find it, so I'm going to have to yeah, I, it's I, always I online. find it somewhere. No, I know online. that, but you know me. I want, I want to hold it. I know. I hold it. It's I want like, to put it in a bag. You you do it too much. I want to put it in a bag, seal it up, and keep it forever. You do that too much, it's a sin. <laughs> Rin and, it is Rin and Stimpy Dumb, but again, the earnestness, that that yeah. clever construction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's so it's Ren and Stimpy, Beavis yeah. and Butthead, South Park. Yeah. yeah, much more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. All right, we're introducing a new segment this week. Yes, we are, and I, I'm very excited about this segment. So this this new segment is cleverly titled "Is It Still Good?" It is the segment in which we're going to talk about those books that we feel like we bring up all the time, or that we're going to say the same things about that we always do. So, like, Batman and Moon Knight maybe could have gone on this list, but we had specific things to say. Specifically this month. So yeah. they might be on this list next month. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, but there are a bunch of books that we wanted to say, yep, these are good, we enjoyed them, if you like them, keep reading them. And that's really the trick here. When we say good, if you've been reading this book and you've been enjoying this book, or if the things we've said in the past have made you interested in this book, those things we feel still hold true. Yes. Um, if you haven't liked it, it's probably not going to be for you still, but if you listen, if you read things because we recommend them, then we're comfortable saying, yeah, we still think it's good. Each of yeah. us individually enjoys it. Exactly. And we'll, we'll be moving through these books a good bit yeah. quicker. Yes. All right. So, Mike, I'm going to let you talk about the first one. Okay. Uh, Aquaman, number four. Good. Is it still good? Oh, yeah. Still good. Laughed out loud probably three or four times reading this book. Did not expect that from an Aquaman title. So, good. All right. Agreed. Good. Batman Beyond, number 15. Fantastic. I mean, good. I'd say it's the strongest issue of this series so far. Beautiful. This was the one I can't, that got you paying attention to colors. Oh, it did. It has this one panel in it that I was like, well, fuck. That, that is a beautiful, beautiful panel, and I cannot wait for this book to keep reading. Yeah. It, it, it it's, might be one of my favorite DC yeah. books. <laughs> well, it's the last one we talked about. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Green Lantern's number four. Brian. Green Lantern's number four. Uh, again, continuing the story. It's great. Um, I, I, like, I loved the interaction between the two of them this week. If you've enjoyed it, keep reading it. Nightwing number two. Go, Alex. Pass. All right. It's still good. <laughs> Guys, I know that's a shock. It's still good. Uh, you get mm. more interaction between Nightwing and... There's no point in tiptoeing out of the room, Jen. They can't hear you. <laughs> you get more interaction okay. between Nightwing and Raptor. It's Raptor. Raptor, yes. It's killing her uh, to not with, be With the beak on his face, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, you get his thoughts on marketing. You get some of the kind of <laughs> parallels between Raptor and Batman and Raptor and Dick and... <laughs> and, and a rap about Dick. Um, yes. It's down. It's flat. It's, it's it is, building, it's, building some interesting parallels between those characters. It is. It's building a very interesting balance between why Dick might stick around this guy and follow this guy and hang out As with a him. matter of fact, he makes that choice abandoning some other yeah. option that he has. Yeah, it's great. All right. Keep going. Superman number four, Mike. Yes, absolutely perfect. Loved it. Paper Girls number eight, Brian. Oh, wonderful. Still have no idea what's going on. Answered a lot of questions and left more up in the air and I I, I love not having a clue what I'm doing in yeah, this fuck book. this guy. It's great. Fuck this guy for not telling us anything. <laughs> some, no, but he does. He gives you answers and then you're uh, like, but they didn't... That, that didn't tell me anything. You gave me an answer. Now I don't know what it meant. But, and that's what yes. we say every week. So, yes, good. Yes, good. Deadpool v. Gambit. The V is for verses. Number three. I continue to love this book. This yes. is great. I'm going to be sad when it ends. Fat Cobra is the best. Fat Cobra is, yes, wonderful. Keep you going. have to do the... <laughs> no, oh no! I can name the the eighty four different uh, moves that he unleashes oh, on Deadpool. The, the the different martial arts moves that they make up for this book are hilarious. Okay. Yes, phenomenal. All right, Civil War two Kingpin. Civil War two Kingpin number two. Um, brilliant. The first one was amazingly, surprisingly humorous. Yeah. Uh, this one continues. It's. I don't think it's probably quite as humorous, but it's another fantastic. Um, if you're not doing the main storyline of a book but you're related to it as in Civil War something right beautiful this is how you should do it it's yeah. brilliant brilliant yeah. It could stand alone. I cannot wait. It absolutely for, can stand alone. Yes. Cannot wait for the ongoing series that Matthew Rosenberg is going to be writing for Kingpin. Oh, indeed. Starting probably in November. If it if it carries on this kind of story types telling, oh, yep. I'm, I'm all so in. I'm all good. in. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg is turning into one of those writers. He, he, yes, he is. One of those writers who, if his name's on the book. Wait, wait. Didn't somebody we know do something with Matthew Wilson? Oh, are, are Matthew Rosenberg? I mean, I, I'm Matthew Matt Wilson. That's somebody else yeah. completely. Um, oh, oh are, you? Are, are you thinking of, of maybe a certain artist? I, I was thinking of a certain artist. A his certain name artist whose who's art we're going to give away a piece of in yeah, a couple Yeah, um, I believe but Less than oh, a couple wait, weeks? Joshua Hood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, pretty sure this, Jimmy. this is pretty sure it's Jimmy Hood. Jimmy, exciting Jimmy teledrama. Hood. Jimmy in the Hood. Brought name. to you by our current giveaway. Go to panelologypodcast.com. Click on the front page. There is now a link to the giveaway. Click that. Follow the instructions in the Rafflecopter widget. You can enter. You can enter up to four times. You could win. Okay. If you listen to this, if you are friends with people that might enjoy it, like, it's free beautiful comic book art original art how can well, you not we don't do this know that josh could like really just have, no. a, have yeah, one over no. on us and write like a two hump penis okay <laughs> only if you okay. win and mike. you can't win um, mike, mike no, abandon the two hump penis penis it's not. not gonna happen yeah, sir no. i can not. dream i can dream his party's abandoning him you should too <laughs> <laughs> he's already supported someone else come on <laughs> all right i will say this sorry josh i can see See all the people who Thank enter you. this contest. If you don't, I will know it, and I will know the opportunity you have carelessly and thoughtlessly thrown away. That's exactly right. And right. I will find you. Not I have a careless. very particular set of skills. <laughs> Most of them involve typing <laughs> yeah. and organizing and things like that. Yes. Database management, <laughs> right? Yes. I'll send you my resume. If you want. Um, Josh, I'm sorry, Josh. 
It's gonna we be love it. you, Josh. Thank you, look, Josh. Our, look, our next giveaway. No. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> next giveaway after this. That's fine. After this one, you're laughing. It's good. If you're a fan of Josh Hood's mom, if you've ever, you know, <laughs> whoa, whoa, you should no. enter this. Not like that. Not like that. I know. I'm sorry, it's coming out of your mouth, so I just assume. I know. I know. I'm trying to. Des- I'm trying to decide if I'm more disappointed in you for saying it or Alex for going in that direction. Well, no. Look, it's my. I have to head him off in the past. He tried. He tried. I'm trying to corral the troops. Jen is not sitting here to do it. I have to. Josh, he's just going to turn in a piece of work that says "fuck you, Mike." <laughs> Pretty much. That would be if I won. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I you can't, can't win, either. So. That's right. All right. <laughs> Back to is it still good? Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Doctor Strange number 10, Brian. Uh, Doctor Strange number 10. This is the finale to the final days of magic. Um, it wraps up that story, but leaves a brilliant, since this is an ongoing series, leaves yeah. a brilliant lead into what happens after because. Uh, you mean the movie? No, no, no. This no, is not no. going to tie. This is not going to. I don't think no, this is going to have any, any relation any at all to the movie. The movie's which, an origin story. Which, which yeah. Right. yeah, so, so I like good. it a lot. Um, yeah, Strange no. Keep, if, if you've enjoyed it, yes, definitely yeah. keep reading. Invincible Iron Man number 12. I wanted to bring up. I've been enjoying this series. It's not one we get to talk about a lot. This is the first meeting between Tony Stark and Riri Williams, who will be Iron Man in the future. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is delightful and hilarious, and I cannot wait to see her headlining oh. that book. Can't really uh, have tension in a book called Invincible Iron Man, though. Well, like, but he's so not. He's so okay. not. This is sorry. It's, um, and he's this, invincible on the outside, but yeah. internal. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, and this issue very much shows him lost. This issue is the first one in this series to take place after the events of the first couple of issues of Civil War Two. Um, so he is feeling the loss of Rhodey. He is feeling the loss of. It opens with him standing in the rubble of his of his of Stark Tower after the Inhumans have attacked it, um, yeah. and it ends with him just not knowing where he's going to go. That next. is that's always been the biggest appeal to Iron Man to me is the fact that it is you know it's this guy who literally wears an iron armored shell on the outside but it's always the internal stuff that completely and totally breaks him and this he is lost and the person who comes to save him is not someone either of you would guess go ahead make a guess may parker no well, that was a good guess, though. Um, but specifically, Marissa Tomei, May Parker. That's oh, what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Oh, and, and that would that would that would cheer me up. <laughs> Especially if her biological clock. Is I, still I can't picking. think now. Now I'm just stuck on Marissa right. Tomei as May Parker. Well, if you want to find out, read the damn book. Is it Marissa Tomei? <laughs> it is not Marissa Tomei. Damn. <laughs> but uh, who's in Howard the Duck? Who was in the Howard the Duck? Movie? Oh, Leah Thompson. Leah, Leah Thompson's oh. a character in the Howard the Duck comic now. <gasps> really? Really? But well, Leah Tom- as Leah Thompson? As Leah Thompson. Not Caroline in the City? Nope, but Leah, Leah Thompson. Thompson. Okay. Might have to read that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, wow. That was a teenage thing. All right. Silk <laughs> yes, number 11, Brian. Silk number 11. Um, yeah, no. Speaking of the old Yeah. If you've enjoyed it to this point. And actually, uh, it, it continues. It's wonderful. Um, there are some wonderful... This is a breather episode for her. Or, or issue. I say episode. We, we, we tend to use that. I noticed this. We use episode and issue kind of interchangeably. Yeah, well, on this, but whatever. We also but, are in this guy. Netflix binge watch. It happens. It happens. Right. Um, regardless, th- this is kind of a breather episode. Or, there I go again. Issue for her. And it, it, there's some wonderful, wonderful interactions with some of the other uh, characters, supporting characters in this. Yep. It's great. Keep going. 
And breather it may be, you still move the ball forward. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Last one. Last. Is it still good? And Oh, I know, I know what it is. Yeah, you know you what it is. Yet. Uh, and again, this is, this is a book that if you've listened before, you know, we've tended to agree on. So this is where that logic of if you've enjoyed it so far, you'll continue to enjoy it can yeah. come in. Yep. Um, as a specific example that only Brian can talk about at this table. Yeah. And that Green would be Arrow. Green Arrow. Yes. Yep, number four. Um, so I mentioned, I think I mentioned on the last time we talked about it that it, the issue three had gotten a good bit better. Yeah. Um, issue four continues that. So if you happen, if you stuck with it and you did read issue three and it picked up for you and you were enjoying it more, pick up issue four because that's continuing. Is the um, art still gorgeous? Oh, the art is beautiful. As a matter of fact, there's a I think there's a variant cover by Neil Adams, which, mm-hmm. you know, Green Arrow by Neil Adams is just Anyway. Um, <laughs> and so. now Brian's laptop sticky. <laughs> no, not that much. But anyway. Uh, but no, yeah, if you've enjoyed it, uh, keep keep reading because they're so actually, uh, I'm actually in, enjoying where they've actually ended up taking this story. So, so that's a good yeah, Actually? Go for it. Yeah, actually. Okay. Actually. All right. How was actually? That you <laughs> Did you guys enjoy that? Was that fun for you guys? Yeah. Um, you know what? I, 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 I'm glad we decided to do that. Yeah. I like that. I, I yeah, think I think we should go even faster next time, and then if it, if anybody says nope, then we can stop and say, what, well, what do you mean you disagree Except we make the list ahead of time so we know that won't happen. Well, I could. I could, I could lie. Yeah, well, you I know specifically what? marked I, things I can, to can, know who to talk to about what. I can tell if you're lying. You, yeah. could, you can't tell if I'm lying because yeah. my lips are moving. And, yeah, yeah. And, come, and come up with, you know, I, I, I right. like the, the two-sentence comment on it yeah. as opposed to a discussion about yeah. it. Now, I also think, I, I like Mike said, you know, if there's something that we disagree on, we'll stop and have a little... Yeah. Have a little chat, yeah. but a little then chat. it probably will not have been included in that. Right, so it's, it's, it's possible. That's why I'm saying we have to lie. Yeah. Well, okay. You know. Anyway. Okay. So if you enjoyed that, cool. If you didn't, like, let us know. But we're probably going to do it. If a you did more enjoy times, it, let us know. Yeah. How about you contact us and let us know right. general feedback in general. Yeah. If you enjoy it, let Georgia's me know. If you hate zone. it, tell Mike. Yes. <laughs> At Ma Haynes. At Ma Haynes. All right. Solicitation time. You guys ready? Ooh, here we go. All right. This is tough for me. I, I, I so, was kind of slack on getting to the solicitations. I this think, week. Brian, you started first last time. I think I, I started first the time before that. Mike, oh, you want to so go it's first? My turn? It's up to you, sir. It's sure. up to you. I and can we're go just first. going down our list, right? Go yeah, for it. Just down the list. All right. I'm going to start off because, well, I have a very short list. Um, I start <laughs> off with, seriously, uh, DC. So I skipped a few publishers. I'm looking forward, very much forward to The Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Number one, it's coming out The Return of Terry McGinnis. Same I'll, team. I'll, I'll, Same team. I'll probably start in on that one. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how I, I like it when all I right, pick just it up. B- between you and me. And I'll be honest, I know nothing about. I've never read a Batman Beyond. When they movie. when they trade the current run, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to pick it up because I'm in. That is honestly, it's in my top three books. Right I now. think that first trade's out. Is it really? Yeah. I think so. so damn. So that, I'm going to go get that. It's it really I is in my top three books. Probably right borrow now. that from me. Then. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, yeah. you'd have to borrow my Comicsology account because I buy them online. Oh yeah, you do. Because I'm an well, asshole. We'll talk about it anyway. You buy your trades online, man. That's weird. I just buy. I just don't want to haul shit around. Um, Justice League number one director's cut. I can't believe I put it on my list, but I did. Hmm? It's like putting the director's cut of 2012 on your list. <laughs> Why? I mean, I, now, this way. one I'm actually curious about. Why would yeah. you put that on your list? It's um, because it's a 64-page, I think, one-shot kind of thing. Um, and I'm blanking on the writer right now. I should have written that down. Um, but I think it's going to be rebirthy. 
I think it's going to have some rebirth elements in it, or at least they're teasing that well, to me. You know what the director's cut issues are? No, I have no idea. So DC has put these out before. They are the uncolored pencils for the art. Oh. And then the script. Oh, then I will not be getting this. In the back. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Never mind. No, I had no idea that's what those yeah. were. Um, I actually really enjoy the director's cuts of books. I've got a few at home. I've got a couple that Jeff Johns has done. I've got a couple Scott Snyder has done. Um, oh, wait, really Jeff Johns and John Snyder, though. So that's Scott a, Snyder. <laughs> what did it say? You said Jeff John Snyder. Snyder. No, 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 sorry. Jeff yeah, Snyder from Scott high school Snyder. used to beat Brian up. So that's what um, Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so then yeah. I'm not yeah. going and to get that. He, I'll he, even, he I'll even go a step further for you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the ones I have is the first issue of Scott Snyder's Zero Year run on Batman, and anything that would have spoiled a subsequent issue is redacted. Seriously? Dead serious. That's mm-hmm. odd. And you bought this? Yeah. Okay. With I wanted redactions. to see the script. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going definitely, 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 100%, 100%, one of my favorite characters of all time, so it's Dead Man, oh, number yes. one, Dark Mansion. I'm very excited so, about this. Everybody this is, at this table will be buying this. This is, this this is issue the issue where yeah. it is three guys, and yeah. we're sitting here saying we're going to buy the hell out of the, the paranormal And it's a freaking comic. romance comic book. It Dark is a paranormal Mansion. gothic romance. Uh, but... But it's first of all, it's Dead, Dead Man, Man, which I love. Dead Man, I, I, I love too. Dead Man doesn't get enough no. anything, so I gobble no. it up generally when he's out. Um, I'm getting Midnight and Apollo number one. Although you told me to go back and read the other, yeah, I think you should Midnighter grab, series. Yeah, I think okay. you should grab the first volume. I think the series will only end up being two volumes, but Steve Orlando's Midnighter run. I'm pretty sure this will pick up are, sometime after that. These are October solicitations for books that are coming out in September. No, no, these are October books. These are books that these are books that come out in October. Well, then what, because some of them had September dates on them. There may, from time to time, there are books that maybe get solicited after the fact. Like maybe they weren't sure what the date would be. Okay, so they'll include them in the following month solicitation. But most of these are going to be books that are coming out. I was and, well, and the other thing is sometimes, like last time, some of the links that we looked at for things were actually preview kinds of things that weren't necessarily solicitations for a yeah. specific month. Mm-hmm. They were like, these are things that are going to be coming out in two to three months. Well, my main concern was that the Jeff Steinberg book was is on the October solicitations. I was like, holy shit, we have to wait till October. Yes. But then it had a September 14th yeah. date on it. Mm-hmm. So it was so, really... And that may have been what, a case where okay. they didn't have a firm publishing date set when right. the September... Okay. Right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. The other DC book I'm going to get is uh, He-Man Thundercats number one. Are you really? I am. I'm going to get number one. I mean, I thought that was a given for Mike. Come on. Uh, yeah. Fair we even nice. talked about a couple of weeks ago that I have on this to. show. I have I, to. Honestly, I, 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 may, I may pick it up just to read it with you. Just no. To, right. Right. Yeah. It's, those are Hanna-Barbera characters. But plus it's Thundercats. Right. Do you think it's going to have any kind of connection to no. any other ones at all? Okay. No. All right. I'm still going to read it. There, although, you know, if we're lucky, we might get a uh, bloody happy face spin somewhere in it. <laughs> if we ever lucky. <laughs> That's um, actually what uh, Stonehenge is. It's just a big bloody, big bloody, bloody happy, happy face. Did you, see that? Did you guys see the volcano this week in the news that had the smiley face? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so from IDW, skipping all the way to IDW, uh, oh, I'm going to get uh, Star Trek Boldly Go number one. Which is uh, the continuing adventures of Kirk and crew. Um, I'll just check that out and see how it is. Kirk Cameron? Yes, Kirk Cameron. It's uh, <laughs> he was he was on an away team and was left behind. Oh my God! I almost did a spit take. That was brilliant. <laughs> he and Nick Cage waiting <laughs> on the bees. Yes. <laughs> uh, the bees. Uh, bees? No. I don't know. That's just for Adam. 
I don't I don't know about this book because it's not the dude writing it, but it's Dirk Gently's Oh, Holistic uh, Detective Agency? The Salmon of Doubt, number one. <sighs> so there's a fish reference. It's Dirk Gently. I'm like, all right. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't one. know, Dirk Gently's Holistic was written by originally by Douglas Adams, right. who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. There's a Dirk Gently TV series going on right now. Yes, there, there is. Yeah, there is. Yes, there yeah, is. Yep, yep. And, and, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide, one of the most brilliant pieces of things ever oh, yeah, written. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Um, so skipping the image, yeah. I'm going to get Moonshine number one, solely based off the fact that Azarello is writing it. Yep. Period. Yep. I, I, I was like, I was like, I can't get something called Moonshine number one. And then I looked and I was like, by Brian Azarello. I was like, oh, well, shit, now I'm getting it. Damn it. Right. <laughs> I already know <laughs> what I will it. be drinking while I read it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? That's going to, I think Coke. we should save that for when it comes out. You're going to have sweet tea? You, sh- you should post something out on social media. Oh, no, media. I'm, I'm going like, to like take a picture. I've got, oh, I've got the whole thing. Yeah. It's a bit. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I've, I've um, already, look, I already have the social media tie-in for talking about this book worked out. We're, we're going <laughs> The, uh, for similar reasons, I'm going to get Reborn number one because it's Mark Millar. Yes. yes. And Greg Capullo. And I don't know if you've seen any of the promo art for nope. this. Oh, it looks absolutely beautiful. I'm absolutely. a writer guy, so as soon as I get to the writer and stop. so This is the thing. Yeah, well, we can't help that you lack foresight. Okay. Um, <laughs> now he's going to start looking at colors, too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is uh, the book that Greg Capullo was taking a break from working with Scott Snyder to oh. work on. Oh, okay. And then once this is done, Snyder and Capullo are going to team back up for a big project next summer. Right. Oh. Right. Um, I want that project. I don't know what it is, but I want it. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to get more Marvel in my life. Good for you. Just try. Good for you. I'm trying. You should try. So, and Jessica Jones, number one. Yep. Yeah. Although, I'm not sure about it. Well, that's why you're picking up number right. one to find out. Why but, aren't you sure? Because the, the art that I saw for it Reminds me of the art from the opening of the television show credits, and for some reason that bugs me. It's well, like, it's like what? A, what do you think that art was based on? No, I, I get it, but I, I'm just like, is this? Are they going to just rehash the Jessica Jones story no, again? No, this is or? this is the same team that created the character. So they're they're not going to start over. It's not like no. Jessica Jones rebirth or whatever. no, no. This is just the show was popular, so Bendis and Gatos get to bring the character back. Okay. Yeah, it's the exact same team that's actually like always written the Jessica Jones ongoing, which is had one. Now, what's really going to be fun is uh, you know how if and how they tie that into Power Man Ivers. If she's still a mom with a kid, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's my point. Probably she will be, that's not. the thing. Like, no, she, yeah. she oh, will, will she? be. Yeah, that's that's that, not going and, away. And how do they deal with that? Right. Yeah. All right. Like they may maybe not make maybe it about, maybe maybe Luke Cage just takes care of the kid, but and you know feeds her fiddle, fiddle yeah. paddle. I don't know, but. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to read it regardless. Yeah. So, uh, the I'm next sorry. Did is, you just say irregardless? I said regardless. Okay. There's no ear regardless. <laughs> no, there's not. Irregardless. Unless okay. you're talking about someone's ear. oral appendage. Yes. Ear. Hey, wasn't it? Uh, was it Harley Quinn that actually called that ep- issue re- afterbirth? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Just it just made me remember that yep. they actually did call it afterbirth. Yes. Um, I'm definitely. This is we've already talked about this book, but Cage Number One is coming out yes. with Jendi doing the art yes. and writing, art and writing. Yep. Yep. So the it's whole gonna be thing. wonderful. Four uh, issues. Cage exclamation point. That's right. Cage. Um, and then and the, and it's not about Nicholas Cage, so it's, no, it's good no, that we know of. <laughs> well, that we know of. That, that would be amazing if he was in it, though. <laughs> and then uh, Valiant. All the way to Valiant, uh, Bloodshot USA number one. Mm. Um, just because. You know what? I, just because. Like it's a, maybe I kinda, it's. A, I kind of like some of that Valiant stuff. 
from the Harbinger Wars that I get. That are, yeah, right, so. right. Which I still live in red. I'm gonna go back and pick up some Ninjak. I enjoyed Ninjak and Ninjak Armor is Hunters. Hilarious, but yeah. yeah. Magnus is always my favorite. So that, that right. was the end of my list. Cool. All right. All right. I'm going to go next. Okay, no, that's friend. cool. Yep. Um, I've got a nice long list. So DC, the first two on my list are from their new Young Animal imprint. So Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Yes. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Question for you guys. Did either of you read the Cave Carson books when they were coming out? Nope. Uh, the original? Yeah. Got, yeah. Way, 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 way back? Way, way, way back. Um, some of them. All right. This was uh, that was that was in a time when I was rather sporadic about you know actually keeping and reading a whole thing. But I have read several Cave Carson books. Yes. So generally he would too? come out in thing. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I want to say like adventure or uh, uh, there were comics that would tend to have like anthology type. They would have several stories in them, and Cave yeah. Carson would have a story in it. And I, I mean, I always kind of enjoyed them, so. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to this. Oh, me, I'm very, very much. Um, this is, and th- this is that young animal imprint that is being headed up by Gerard Way. Yes. Stuff I always love, comics-wise. Yeah. Um, All right. Shade the Changing Girl, also under that umbrella. Also on my list. I cannot wait for this. And I love this idea of this, this emotionless alien girl who wants to live and wants to experience something different stealing a coat that sees insanity and that lets her see insanity and then becoming a high school girl yep so you have no familiarity because with the character i actually well this this specific character is this new. girl is new now but, i'm familiar with rack shade well shade the changing man yeah right yes. right rack shade so. so we're familiar with the coat and its effects yes okay all right the fact that it's not a vertigo title is turning me off so i'm gonna let you guys tell me how you think about it first well and i think i i mean the young what is it young young animal is it's almost like its own title i get the feeling well here's not quite but if you put young in your imprint it's name, its own imprint Here's right. the thing. Um, so what the young animal imprint is, and this is something DC clarified, I think, at SDCC. It is very much in the spirit of Vertigo. Okay. Um, one of the things that happened with Flashpoint in the New 52 is DC pulled in all those characters that are traditionally Vertigo characters that would have existed. Sandman's a good example. Doom Patrol. Um, or Doom Patrol, yeah, both good examples. Would have yeah. brought in traditional DC characters. Right but would not necessarily have been in continuity. Um, They brought those characters into continuity, those books into continuity. So what Vertigo really is now is more akin to image. It's an imprint that allows for some modicum of creator-owned content because nothing Vertigo was before was creator-owned. What Young Animal is is a pop-up imprint, is their term for it, that's going to be a lot like what Vertigo was. Oh, okay. It's going to be these characters now. But is it mature? It it almost is going to be mature. It almost strikes me as some of the things like, uh, what were we talking about, like Skyborne, remember when it came out? Like, it's it's under an image, Yeah, but it's a separate imprint. Skybound. No, Skybound. That's exactly, I'm sorry, it's Skybound. This is... An imprint that is mature books that are in continuity, although sort of tangentially on the outside. Um, Mother Panic, which is the one that hasn't been solicited yet, Mm -hmm. uh, will be in Gotham and will be the first mature book in continuity set in Gotham. I'm down with that. Um, Basically, the reason it's its own own imprint is 
Gerard Way wanted to get back into comics. One of his first jobs out of college was interning for DC. Um, Well, now I'm sold. Now now those are going to be on my list if they're mature titles. And this separate imprint will exist. This is the pop-up part will exist as long as Gerard Way runs it up. If he says, all right, cool, we're going to wrap it up, they'll wrap it up and it'll be done. And they may do another pop-up imprint under someone else down the road. Right. But it's going to be that same vertigo kind of idea. All right. Then I'm I'm, I'm in. And he read all these things growing up. So. Oh, perfect. Uh, Batman Beyond, you already mentioned Teen Titans, number one. I cannot wait yes. for Teen Titans. Damien, Damien usurping. Wayne taking over. I'm pass uh, on that one. We talked about Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love, but I wanted to say the name of the book again. <laughs> Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. Like, where's is, the where's the like gothic the organ chord? Dead mon, ultimate dead. Dead mon, dead mon, dead mon. That's, that's a different title. But dead mon, dead mon. I'm dead mon. <laughs> How'd okay. you die? It was the chicken. All right, moving on before Jerk we become chicken. super racist. <laughs> I didn't even eat the fish. Uh, there is a trade coming out. DC Dark Horse Justice League Volume One. Did you guys notice this? No, I I don't know if I'll end up picking it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it, but I wanted to talk about it. It collects Superman versus Predator one through three, Superman versus the Terminator Death to the Future one through three, Batman Hellboy Starman one and two, and Ghost Batgirl one through four. Not Batman Judge Dread. Well, no, that wouldn't be Dark Horse. Oh, that, that wouldn't be, be Dark, Dark Horse. Horse. Oh, right. yeah. right, right, right. Besides, I think that's its own separate collection because yes. there are multiple of those. Oh. Um, also in the trade category, and I need to do some research on this to see if it's it's something I definitely want to pick up, but Space Ghost is getting its trade reprinted. I did, see that, I did yes. see that one, yes. Joe Kelly and Ariel Olivetti, I covered by that. Alex Ross. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to get, go back and get the gold key Star Trek before yeah. I start doing stuff like that, though. Uh, from Dark Horse, I actually this is the number two, so number one should be out in September. I missed it in the September solicits. Uh, Resident Alien: The Man with No Name. Are you guys familiar with Resident Alien? Nope. Probably not. It's I know the name for some reason, but I don't. I don't think I've ever read anything. This of it. is basically a series of mini series. They're usually four issue series, and one comes out every two or three years. It's about this alien who's stranded on Earth, living in, like, middle of nowhere, Washington State, trying to just live quietly and not call attention to himself. Um, And in the first arc, in the first, like, issue, the town doctor dies, and no one else can act as a doctor, and for whatever reason they have in their heads, this alien's a doctor. And he appears as a human to everyone else. So they go to him and they say, hey, we need you to, like, act as M.E. on this. Our doctor was our M.E. So he gets pulled into this crime scene and things start being weird, going going wonky in this town. And he okay. ends up staying in and acting as doctor and investigating. So it's something I typically enjoy. There's an Resident alien coming. medicine woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> switching gears to image. Quinn. We talked about Harley Reborn Quinn already. <laughs> Dr. Quinn Tillian. Over at Marvel, Champions number one, which is Mark Wade and Umberto Ramos. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be coming out of the fallout of Civil War II. It is a team of young superheroes. Uh, Nova, Miss <laughs> Marvel, Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing because Cyclops, Mike just made a grimacing face. Mm-hmm. Viv Vision. Mm-hmm. Oh. Goodness. And All the Totally right. Awesome Hulk. All right. Uh, we have the next big Spider-Man event coming from Dan Slott in the Clone Conspiracy miniseries. And 
Dan Slott's big events are always just fantastic. Yeah. Spider-Verse. And I'm quite certain it will pull in, you know, the ones I'm reading. Spider-Gwen and Spider-Silk and and Spider-Woman. Maybe. Maybe. I bet it will. Come on. Probably. It's it's, it's an event. It'll cross over. It's a spider crossover. Uh, Infamous Iron Man. Sees the new Iron Man in town taking over. Notice it's one not, of the two new it's Iron not Man. Invincible. It's infamous. Yeah. Well, there are two. There are two Iron Man series right now. There's right. Invincible Iron Man yes. and International Iron Man. Right. This one actually replaces International yeah, Iron right. Man. It's Bendis and Alex Maleev. And Maleev's the current series artist on International. Mm-hmm. Um, each of these, each of those books, will be following a different new Iron Man. There will be two new acting Iron Men. Iron Men. Yes. Um, one like, is much like Captain America. One is Riri Williams, who will be Invincible Iron Man in that book. I am not going to say who this Iron Man is on air because it could be a spoiler. They've pretty much spoiled the shit out of this in the media, though, right? They have. I mean, okay. If you pay attention to solicitations and press announcements, yes. Okay. Um, if you're reading He's Iron in my Man Yahoo right now, news feed is why it wasn't. Okay, fine. You can say who is it. No, it's who I is won't. it. I won't go ahead. No, go for it. Go it's ahead. A black guy. Who is it? Huh? It's just a black guy. No, that, you're thinking of Riri Williams, who's the other one. Is that Riri Williams? Yeah, yeah Riri Williams is a girl. It's a girl, and she's black. Yes, and she'll be headlining Invincible Iron Man. Oh well, then I don't know. This one is a long-standing traditional Marvel character, and that's all I'm going to say. Is it Howard the Duck? It it is. Good job. <laughs> You really quacked the case, detective. Oh my god! Invincible duck. That was. It I don't is, know, but I'm reading the hell out of that. It is, because it's, it is because it, because it's named Howard, like his dad, like like Stark. Right. What I was gonna well, say. and this is the series. Why'd you say that name? This is the series that actually answers the question of who Howard or of who Tony Stark's real parents are. Is it really? Yeah. His so, real parents. Yeah. And, so and, congratulations, and, and, Howard the Duck is Howard the Duck is his dad. He right. Taking over. You got it. Howard. It was. They said Stark, but it was like Stark naked. Howard the Duck is Stark naked, it's, and now yeah, it's, it's Howard. That's where he came from. Howard Stark the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a really wacky duck that invents shit. I kind of want to read that book now, though. <laughs> Impossible Iron Duck. And what's what? You know what's really funny? You know, you know what Howard the Howard the Stark Duck invented? He he founded Acme. So. <laughs> Why we already yada. talked about Jessica Jones and Cage, but yes. those made my list I love as well. How Alex didn't even acknowledge that. And last on mine, from Oni Press, Knight's Dominion. Oh, yes. Which, I had that one. You had this one, too? I did. Well, how, how much do you have left on your list after Mike? And <laughs> I, we'll find out, won't we? Well, why don't you go ahead and take this one? There's a all spider right, wind right. coloring book. So I'm going to start with uh, Aftershock. No, the which, Green Arrow um, coloring book's out. Yeah, right. oh, no. Aftershock, uh, they're, they're the ones that did Animosity, which yep. is the new one that I talked yep. about a little while ago. Is this the I Warren like. Ellis book you're about to mention? Uh, this is. It's called Shipwreck. Yep. And it is by Warren Ellis, which, again, writer immediately caught my eye. Um, and it is about a, a, a doctor who is the sole survivor on a very unusual shipwreck. So I'm, I'm excited about that one. We'll see, uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, and I'm kind of winging this, so this may take me a minute between them. Um, Much like Howard the Duck. There it is. I was, you just got it out just a just a hair faster than I could. A What's feather it? faster than I could. <laughs> feather faster, nice. Well, um, I just have my timing okay. down. And now my this, this is this is my guilty pleasure. God, I'm a quack. God help me, but I'm going to pick this up. Jeff Steinberg? Nope. You're definitely picking up Jeff Steinberg. Big Trouble in Little China slash Escape from New York, number one. 
Well, I like the cut of it's your a, jeans, It's sir. a combination, and it's putting the two that. of them in the same universe. And and the, the one the one that I love, I think, is the the comment about it is it's the mother of all crossovers. Jack Burton and Snake Plissken meet for the first time ever. Um, done with director John Carpenter's complete blessing. Witness this melee of the mullets as two classic characters made famous by Kurt Russell crossover in an improbable Escape adventure. from new trouble in China. I <laughs> oh think this needs to be the new God. trend, though. Carl- Mashup comic books of movies or TV shows <laughs> where the same actor plays both leads. That would, like, really? How awesome would that? Some of them would be horrible, but some of them would be brilliant. I would only buy the issues that featured Alan Alda. So um, the, the West Wing MASH crossover? Yes. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. Oh, there you go. Right? Um, I, honestly, I don't know if I'm getting this one or if I just want to mention men, it. The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get this one or I just want to mention it on the show. It's called Warlords of Appalachia. And it's described as Southern Bastards meets Dune in mid-21st century America. The shine must flow. <laughs> the shine must flow. <laughs> That's almost exactly what I was thinking. I are I, fuck you. I don't know if I, I like I said I don't know if I'll pick this up. I, it depends on probably how how my week like looks money? that week. <laughs> you just don't like money. Is that what it is? <laughs> it is a like truth. Take, it, take my damn money. Take it all. Take it all. If if I'm if I'm only buying you know like twenty up twenty issues that week, I may pick it up. By the way, if you have to replace your speakers after this episode, it's because I'm not touching Brian's mic this time. I'm hey, just letting him spend I the entire episode. I have not leaned in. into the mic a single. It time. doesn't matter. You're so loud. You you I basically can't. you have to whisper. All right, Martha. That that sounded perfect. Martha, 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 Martha. No, but I'm I'm not right, doing it this all right, time. All right, I'm doing it. Like I think the lights are going to burn I, out in my thing I, here. I, that I show Kate, me. I have clipping. Kate Carson and the cybernetic eye. I have shade the change. Well, now you just sound depressed. <laughs> we were totally harshing his creativity, man. Damn you, <laughs> Teen Titans number one. I think you mentioned all the uh, all the new DC stuff. I'm excited. Yeah, about. probably. That's why I love Knights Dominion. Um, do 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 Dark Horse. I didn't have. I don't. Did I? I must have had something from Dark Horse because I love. It open. Let me see what it was. Uh, was it Resident Alien? It is not Resident Alien. Was it Horse Meat Number One? Uh, I don't know, but we'll come back to and I'll see if I can find it afterwards. Right. Um, but um, <clears throat> Reborn is definitely one that I was talking about. Resh- uh, Moonshine is definitely one I will look at. Um, Cannibal, I'm probably not super excited about. Uh-huh. I'm glad we could bring it up then. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it start. It, it's cannibal number one. Um, I don't like asparagus. <laughs> it's by Brian Bucciolato like uh, and Jennifer Young. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. Maybe. All right. Maybe. You know, this is the segment where we tell people what we're excited about, not we read the solicitations <laughs> to Coming up on Pedalogy. Well, I told you. I, the I, Met I, report. I told you before we started, I did not have a chance to go through them all. Because <laughs> normally I would, like, make a list of but what I'm excited about Brian for catches them. up and reads his comic book screen. <laughs> 
okay, so here's the one that Alex saved for me. Thank you, Alex. By You're the welcome. Um, and it is uh, by Oni Press, and it is Knight's Dominion number one. Um, I think I actually mentioned this last time we did solicitations. It sounded familiar. Did it get because, pushed? well, because we didn't do solicitation for Oni. We did a previews for Oni, oh, okay. which is like, you know, things that they're going to be coming out with. They're just not sure when. Okay. Um, and it's called Knight's Dominion number one. And it's the one that I told you talked. It sounded like a D and D adventure, yep. or a Pathfinder. Oh, adventure. right, yeah, I do. And because it talks about that, there are five people in the thing: the Bard, the Acolyte, the Ass, the Mages, and, and the, the Barmaid. barmaid. Yes. The Ass, the Asp, Asp. Oh, oh. Asp. as in things that you kill. Almost had me reading it. Things that kill Shakespearean characters. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh. an Asp. Very mm. dangerous. Yes, we must be cautious. <laughs> we must be cautious. Um. But yeah, so uh, Knight's Dominion number one, I'm I'm quite excited about that one. All right. And then Valiant, just because of a uh, Harbinger Wars, which we got from our last uh, Oni Bo- our uh, <laughs> comic bento, comic bento, mm. Oni box is Oni something box different, is entirely different thing. <laughs> that would have been the third season season of Thirteen Ghosts of oh, Scooby Doo. They would have found a new box full of, full of Japanese spirits and opened it up. Oh, I would have I would have opened yep. the shit out of that box. That's why, actually why the show got canceled because. Uh, Inserts were super racist. <laughs> super racist. Super racist. Seriously. No, I'm making this up completely. Oh. But oh, hey, tired, distracted, and half drunk is no way to record a podcast. It's now, the now, only way to record. You'll never a be able to say Oni and me not think of the uh, Japanese version of Jen. <laughs> oh, me. You're getting a look, by the way. I am getting a look. Yeah, you are. I am getting a look. All right. All Just right. wait until the looks you get. And that would be that would be Bloodshot USA number one, and that is uh, that is Bloodshot from Valiant in a. In a we're, we're all going to see if we can jump series. on to some Valiant books. And I, I, I know. I, I, yeah, I am because I really I'm really enjoying Harbinger Wars. I, I am going to bring like, and make everyone read Solar Man of the Atom when we get to that segment yeah. one of these days. So. And that's okay. that's pretty much my all right. Well then, the long box. Long box. Long box. Yeah, I don't really have a lot. Now we're all getting the eye. Yeah, because Jen's not here, so we can do the theme song. She's sitting right there. My my long box book report was Omega Men from 1983, written by somebody nobody's ever heard of. Not Tom King, whose collection will be coming out at the end of this month. Which I'm looking forward to, but Omega Men, just a brief, is features several characters of which uh, somebody with absolutely no imagination named. <laughs> the leader of the group is, is called Primus. Primus, yes. There is a harpy-looking character called... Harpus. Harpus. <laughs> there is a giant uh, rock fella named... Rockus, brute, brute. <laughs> I am brute. I am brute. I am brute. Yes, um, that's you're not far off. Actually, <laughs> there's a character that can turn into a what? It looks like an alien tiger from the animated Star Tigor. Trek series, and he's called oh, Tigor. Tigor. Yeah, um, and I'm sure I'm just glossing over oh, some other Demonia. 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 Who, who? Which is the person that touches it's somebody? Like a, and they just die. A lizard person, female character who, who smells of ammonia. Called, yeah, no, no, is but, that the, is that the word play there? <laughs> this, the only thing I guess is that this book was written at a time in which writers were paid it by was. the word. <laughs> because in every panel there's about four million words and then there's uh, editor boxes all but over I the place. I loved reading them. Well, I can see in 1983 while it you was. and I would have liked this book because it is a D&D adventure mm-hmm. with aliens. 
and I told you where it was set, right? It was set in the Vegan system. Right. Which is in the uh, Tamaran, which is where Starfire from the Teen Titans is from, is in the Vegan system. Right. It's, it's right. in the same right. sphere of, yeah. And, and I've read other Omega Men books and enjoyed them. This one, though, was, uh, it's a bit rough. It's yeah. a bit rough. It's a it 1983 was. comic. Yeah, it was. And, and then here is where I mentioned Watchmen, by the way. <laughs> I'm already out. You're too late. The fact that it can't happen in 1983 should put in perspective to you how important Watchmen was coming out four years later. Mm-hmm. That something like this would exist at the same time that, you know, roughly the same time that something like Watchmen or Dark Knight would. Yeah. It's like, that's why those books were so impactful because you had <laughs> stuff like Word. this. I'm sorry. I, I'm not even going to say it. But anyway, so, uh, you know what? There's no buts. There's no buts. There's there's some buts, but they're not worth mentioning. Um, the book is it's got the no. If you if you want if you want that kind of thing this week, go pick up Harley Quinn. No shit, yeah. my god. So um, and there's nothing to harp on in this book. <laughs> Sorry, harp, harp this, is on. There's nothing to harp. I will on. say this: you mentioned the idea of this being like someone's final or someone's D and D adventure yes. in space. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thought I had reading Jeff Steinberg. Oh was yeah, as dumb as my D and D group plays D and D, which is how we like it and how I enjoy it, and so I let him. Yeah, um, like that's kind of the level of dumb. And I, I, will say, I will say, I will say, if I remember in right, space. in space. So, Omega Men was one of the things that, like, I absolutely loved the series. Not only about that individual issue, number yeah. one. I well, loved the that number series one, yeah. when yeah. it came out. I don't know if I read it now, if I would enjoy it. You would not. Nearly the same amount. <laughs> you would not. When it came out and I read it, I loved it. As a 12-year-old boy, yeah, I would have loved this book. And there's, like, a just, because there's, there's no mature label on it, but there's a couple panels where the hot chick is naked and just her long hair is covering her boobs and the dude is naked in bed next so, to her. And it was so different from other a- things that came. This was right about the time that DC and Marvel started their deluxe lines, yes. which was the higher quality paper. It was. Better printing, better inks, all that kind of stuff. They just left out the and, writing. And <laughs> so, you know, like every issue that Lady Godiva appears in, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's my long book. Although I'm super happy that that Tom King did write Omega Man because he's made them really popular. He is going to make it. And I, I I do have the DC Comics or I think it's DC yeah. Comics Presents where there was like an insert where they had the fir- their Mike first three. appearance. And he's three. Yeah. Brian, I get another one. You get another one. Yeah. Number three. Here we go. It's Brian's long-winded book report. <laughs> Note to self, only plan an hour of material next week. <laughs> hey, are we going to open the bento box um, on air or do it after? We'll do it after. We'll okay. do it. We'll, we'll right. broadcast it. So okay. if you're listening to this now, go back in time to Saturday at 3, <laughs> call it 4 o'clock, and watch us stream on Periscope. Is that Jerry Conway, though? Huh? Is that Jerry Conway? Nope, it's O'Neill. Oh, Dennis O'Neill. It oh, is. So that's a good one. Denny O'Neill, baby. All right, so what did you get? I got the question number three. No, that's what we're asking you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. <laughs> What's on second? Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, you can just keep this. I have this at home. I can, do you? Yeah, All right, sure well, go, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> so, you know, oh, hand me that. The we're question. both going to read it. We're both going to read it. The question oh. being the... Oh, this is number three, not number one, no. Oh, no, I've got to... You know? Eh. 
I have to start at the beginning of a thing. I'm hey, the question being the I lead them to character that Rorschach was modeled was after, modeled after. Yes. they didn't think that the question was going to be used in the DC universe. Yeah. So and, we didn't know that. Yeah. Why are you Vic listening Sage. to a comic book? Panel we'll save this for when we do that people recommend things to Alex. Okay. Episode. Payback for the backlogger. Or the as, backlogger. as it will probably come to be known, the Christmas episode, because I think that's when it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, I think it might be right. right. That's right. We're only a couple Although, with our, new, with our new segment, we are going to have right. some more time, I hope. Right. Well, okay, I but hope. the I don't week know of about Christmas that. usually I'm looking two at the clock. Yeah, I know, I know. That's fair enough. We also All have right. solicitations, though. All right. Right, right. All right. So, that's it for this week, yeah? Yes, I believe so. I believe it is. All right. Well, then... Our theme music is the Spontaneous Elk Reunion by the Fish Who Saved the Planet. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We're available for streaming on iTunes or to listen to on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Or you can visit us on our website at panelologypodcast.com to listen to us. Where was that website, Alex? Panelologypodcast.com. Apply directly to the Panelologypodcast.com. Panelologypodcast.com. <laughs> that was panelologypodcast.com. <laughs> One more time from the cheap seats. Uh, it's podcast panelology. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was pleasant audio for you. <laughs> None of this is pleasant audio for me. <laughs> uh, hey, you can identify with our listeners. <laughs> All you're at, three of them. Panelologypodcast.com. <laughs> Click the giveaway link to enter our giveaway. Quickly, you're running out of time, those of you who are procrastinating. Our giveaway from the hood. Yes. Yeah, from the hood. The Jocha. All right. Is that it? That's it. All right. All right. Good. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. I'm Brian. I'm Mike. You should have gotten into the microphone. Sorry. It was just like the it was like the dead man version of <laughs> I'm Jenna. No. <laughs> no. That probably is what my ghost will say. That's the one. Insert obligatory Hamilton reference here. (laughs) That's the one you use. The shine must flow. (laughs)